Little honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Good morning and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show dedicated to the people of our community who produce, preserve, and prepare our regional foods. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. That cute little theme song you just heard was performed and arranged by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's gotten to be very popular, and she's even sung on the Grand Old Opry. We're really proud of this young woman, and even more proud to say that she's from Monroe County, Tennessee. In this morning, we're setting the table with something that's economical, easy to make, and nearly everybody likes them. We're talking about cornbread and red-eye gravy. I've assembled here for us today an all-star cornbread lineup of people to give us their take on cornbread, including Judy O'Dell from Smoky Ridge Apiary, Shannon Walker, preservationist from Blackberry Farm, Ronnie Lundy, food writing extraordinaire, and Dustin Busby of DB Provisions, as well as Fred Saussman, who delivers to us the recipe from Alan Benton for his red-eye gravy, Plus, we've got Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel, and she shares with us her father's cornbread dressing recipe. I've also got some cute little music lined up and some beautiful gospel bluegrass at the end of the show from the Stanley Brothers. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in on podcast or radio or computer. We're just so proud to have your good company. Now, let's talk about cornbread. Let's first meet with Judy and Cully O'Dell. They own and run Smoky Ridge Apiaries in Blount County, Tennessee, and they have helped countless amounts of people get started with beekeeping. So I've asked Judy her take on cornbread. So Judy, how do you make your cornbread? Okay, I, when I usually make a big pone of cornbread, I usually use about five, no, about 15 tablespoons of cornmeal and I put one egg in it and then I pour enough milk just regular milk in it and stir it up till it's about the consistency to pour it in skillet and I put enough oil in the skillet and I sprinkle in cornmeal to kindly coat it just a little bit pour it in the oven and bake it till it turns brown which is about 30 minutes Makes it real good. Yum. And you don't use the buttermilk, do you? Don't use buttermilk. Never have used buttermilk. Now, my mom used to use buttermilk, 
And uh, I liked her cornbread, but uh, I hesitated because I had buttermilk because I didn't like buttermilk. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people don't. Yeah, but uh, uh, I, I never have used buttermilk or cornbread, but uh, but it's turned out I've never had anybody, you know. I even had my little old uh, baby nephew call his mom or have his mama to call me one day because he didn't get to stay long enough to eat my cornbread to see if he could come. <laughs> she would call and have have me to save him some cornbread for the next day <laughs> so he could have some of my cornbread. That's so sweet. Yeah. Sounds like some pretty good cornbread. <laughs> it was pretty good. Cully, I think you're pretty darn lucky. I am. I am. <laughs> he don't complain. No. No. I sure don't. Uh, Judy's a good one. Well, Judy O'Dell from Smoky Ridge Apiaries, thank you for sharing your cornbread you're story welcome. with us. You're welcome. Thank you. In our next little cornbread snippet, we're going to join Dustin Busby. I recorded this when he was formerly with Century Harvest Farm. He has his own business now called DB Provisions, and this guy makes the best cornbread you've ever tasted. So here's Dustin. So your um, cornbread, Dustin, do you mind telling me... Um, well, I don't want you to have to give away your trade secrets, but... No, <clears throat> I... Tell me what your cornbread concept is, it's, if you would. I mean, it's going to be very simple of buttermilk and cornmeal. Uh, it's uh, you know, no no sugar and no sugar in my cornbread, that's for sure. <laughs> me too now. <laughs> Shannon Walker is the beekeeper and preservationist at Blackberry Farm. I asked him his take on cornbread. Well, I got to ask you about cornbread. Okay. Of course, I gotta ask you: sugar or no sugar? Uh, no sugar. You know, that's adding sugar to cornbreads. Really, uh, I've, I've heard it called a Yankee thing, but I think more importantly than that, it's uh, you know people in these mountains 100, 150 years ago, you know, weren't throwing their sugar around uh, and putting it to everything, uh, kind of like we do today. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm a stickler for the old ways and. Uh, I like, you know, my cornbread without sugar. Of course, there's the the debate of white corn versus yellow corn, too, and uh, a lot of people call the yellow corn Yankee corn, but, uh, uh, you know, I've I've seen old strains of, of both yellow and, and white corn here, as well as a, a strain of red corn that's been here for a long time, too, so mm -hmm. uh, color's debatable for, for, for me, at least, but uh, sugar, not so much. Yes, I agree. And do you make yours in a cast iron skillet? Of course, yeah. Oh, um, yes. I grew up next to, well, my, my neighbors growing up uh, were Clifford and Mariella Tipton. And uh, Tipton's out of the cove, of course. And uh, when the, they passed on, my granny made sure that I had uh, Mariella's old cast iron skillet that she made cornbread out of. and. Who knows how many generations that has been, you know, uh, part of that family. But uh, that's what the cornbread gets made in, uh, of course. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I love how um, those folks, they all their cookware was dedicated, uh, meaning that, uh, you know, they had a skillet that they cooked their cornbread in, and then they had a Dutch oven that they fried their chicken in, and that's really all those things were used for. So there was these collections of 
uh, all this old cast iron uh, cookware that you know been passed down from generation to generation and serving you know a specific purpose and uh, uh, that always fascinated me and I, I like the idea of that so uh, I like to keep uh, with those traditions as much as possible. This is Karen Shankles, winner of the 2015 National Cornbread Festival Cook-Off, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes in part from Magpie's Bakery in downtown North Knoxville, just one block north of Broadway on North Central Street. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles with a full selection of ready-made designs, or they can create custom designs for your special event. And with Valentine's Day right around the corner, we all know nobody does a better job than Peggy Hambright and her team. Always a full line of festive cookies and cupcakes at magpiescakes.com. Since 1992, Magpie's Cakes, all butter, all the time. Stay tuned. Coming up, we've got Mary Constantine with her daddy's cornbread dressing recipe. Fred Sossman has Alan Benton's red-eye gravy recipe. And then we've got Ronnie Lundy and her take on cornbread. She is food writing royalty. Coming right up on the Tennessee Farm Table. And here's our good friend Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel with In the Kitchen. He never had an exact recipe, and neither do I. I still save the heels of my white bread throughout the year to add to the dressing, and I mix it, along with my cornbread, with the same ingredients that my father used. The only exception is that I've started adding a pound of breakfast sausage to the mixture. When my hands sink into that dry bread, and I begin to blend in the chicken stock, I always have a silent conversation with my daddy. I ask him to help me recreate that perfect memory that was his cornbread dressing. And then I tell him how much he's loved and missed. I've created a template for my dad's dressing recipe. It's not exact and it never will be. The success of this dish is contingent on how much love you put into the blending of the ingredients and preparing the perfect flavor profiles for your palate. But you can start with 8 to 10 cups of crumbled cornbread and maybe any leftover white bread that you might have around the house. In a roasting pan, mix 1 to 1 and a half large onions that are chopped and 5 to 7 ribs of celery chopped. Add 2 cups of chicken stock and blend into the cornbread until it's wet. It's possible you'll need at least one more cup of liquid to get the perfect consistency of cornbread mushiness. Add salt and pepper, blend together, then flavor with two teaspoons of ground sage. Add more if you need it. Once you have that profile perfect to your taste, add two beaten eggs, and if you want, a pound of cooked and crumbled breakfast sausage. Place in a 350 degree oven and bake approximately one and a half hours, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. You'll need to check on it. Um, you want the dressing to still look damp on top when you remove it, but it shouldn't jiggle. 
This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. And now, let's hear from our friend, Fred Sossman. It may be the world's simplest gravy. The most elemental version involves two ingredients and no tricky thickening. Water and what's left in a black iron skillet after country ham is fried are all it takes to make red-eye gravy. No salt, no seasoning, no herbs, just leavings and liquid, and maybe a little leftover coffee. Writer and food historian John Edgerton called red-eye gravy a divine elixir. Researching red-eye yields some questionable stories about the name of the dish. Andrew Jackson's alleged observation about the red eyes of a hungover cook are among them. Like a lot of our food history, though, we'll probably never know who named red-eye gravy. Odds are the moniker caught on because of the rich color that results when country ham, cured the right way for many months, meets hot black iron. Unlike many gravy recipes, there's not a speck of flour in red eye. Cooks don't expect it to be thick, and they know in the bowl on the table it will separate into two-toned layers. Grease and water don't mix. The simplicity of red-eye gravy reflects its origins in poverty. Other than the ham itself, the monetary investment is negligible. And with its highly concentrated flavor, a little red-eye gravy goes a long way. Today's recipe is a bit of a different take on red-eye. It was given to me by my friend Alan Benton, owner of Benton's Smoky Mountain Country Hams in Madisonville, Tennessee. You pour a quarter cup of brewed coffee into an iron skillet and sprinkle in one tablespoon of brown sugar. On medium heat, fry two or three slices of country ham for about two or three minutes per side. Remove the ham and add a third cup more coffee to the skillet. Increase the heat to medium-high and stir, loosening the browned particles from the bottom of the skillet. Reduce the liquid to the point where you added the second measurement of coffee. Serve your red-eye gravy over biscuits or grits. For the Tennessee Farm Table, I'm Fred Saussman. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. After the short break, we're going to hear from Ronnie Lundy and her take on cornbread. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Kenner Tree Care. Family owned and operated out of Louisville, Tennessee. Kenner Tree Care is proud to support this type of local community broadcasting. A certified arborist insured for your protection, offering removal of dead or problem trees, tree pruning, storm emergencies, tree care, soil conditioning, and tree and stump removal. Contact Kenner Tree Care by phone at 865-686-8344 or by Facebook. Kenner Tree Care. Tree Care, Nature's Play. 
Now let's hear from food writer extraordinaire Ronnie Lundy. Ronnie's latest book is entitled Vittles. It's all over all the bestseller lists. It's a really comprehensive Appalachian cooking book. And Ronnie is just very well known and loved in the food writing and food making community of the South and the Appalachian regions. And I asked her to tell me about her take on cornbread. And here's what we got. Several of my black colleagues really took offense at this. And so Adrian Miller, Adrian Miller wrote this very beautiful thing in um, Soul Food, his mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. about how sugar and cornbread for um, um, blacks after the slavery era, um, or, or even during slavery, that, that they were in these situations where they were cooking these elaborate southern desserts that they had no part in. You know, they didn't, they weren't getting to eat them. And so to put sugar in your cornbread was the taste of emancipation. And for me, the lack of sugar in your cornbread, not having sugar in your cornbread, means that you don't go to the store and you're not beholden to somebody. And that cornbread without sugar is the taste of freedom. in in my culture and I just find that so interesting that we have these things and I have had people say to me before because the recipe that I use has an egg in it but the egg is optional you know if you don't have an egg you can still make a great skillet of cornbread you know but um but I've had people kind of say to me oh your family used an egg you must have had money you know and we didn't but it's just how my mom made cornbread. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. But that Just, was it. You yeah. didn't use an egg because... Right. Ronnie, when you make your cornbread, how do you make your cornbread? Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I will say that I make different kinds of cornbread, but we're talking about skillet cornbread. Yes, ma'am. Like, mm-hmm. like we're just getting ready to have soup beans. Mm-hmm. And um, so I put bacon grease, um, probably a tablespoon to three tablespoons, depending upon how much, how big this skillet is and what I'm going to make. And I put that in the skillet and I turn the oven to about 425 degrees and I put the skillet in the oven so the bacon grease can get hot and melt. And then I mix up fresh cornmeal. Um, and I used, I when I wrote shuck beans, what I did was make cornbread and reverse measure you know, so I, I dumped out two cups of cornmeal and then I poured milk into a measuring cup and then I um, subtracted how much came out of it till it looked right, you know. Yes. So, so it's cornmeal that has um, salt added to it, just a little bit of baking powder, a little bit of baking grease because it's not, you want it to have a little bit, um, 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 you want the texture to have a little bit of air in it, mm-hmm. but you don't want it to rise up. It, it's actually, um, mountain cornbread is actually not very tall cornbread. Yes. And um, then I break an egg in it and I add buttermilk or milk until it's the right consistency. And about that time, uh, the skillet's ready. So you take it out of the oven and you kind of roll it around really carefully. So you coat the inside and then you pour the bacon grease into the batter and stir it in, leaving a really good coat mm-hmm. in, you know, in, the, in the pan back and you put it in the oven for about 20 minutes until it gets nice and brown mm. so there's a um, 
I, I have this thing called the Dow of cornbread, you know, like um, the way, the Dow. And um, there's actually a video online that in which I do the cornbread, so you can check that out. It's, it's on YouTube. It's my, it's my big hit on YouTube. But I also wrote an essay about it uh, that, um, that came out of a performance piece that I used to do with some women about how the cornbread itself in, in the culture, there's like this creamy interior to it, but it has this dark, crisp crust on the outside. So it's like the yin-yang, you know, and it is that symbol of, of how the life of people in the mountains were equal parts of something sweet and something sharp, you know, something uh, tangy, something dark and something light. And that it's that balance between the two that informs the culture. So that's the that's the Dow of cornbread, you know. Thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. Hope you can join us again right back here next Saturday at 9 a.m. on the radio dial at WDVX.com out in Knoxville or anytime on our podcast, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself and sung, arranged, and performed by Emmy Sunshine of East Tennessee. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That is spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We hope you'll reach out and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and also our podcast on TennesseeFarmTable.com. And please tell your friends about us. We want to say thank you to WDVX Radio out of Knoxville, Tennessee. They are a true community-supported radio station that does not receive funding from universities or government agencies. The community and businesses support WDVX. Through an agreement with WDVX, they are our media partner, and the Tennessee Farm Table Show is broadcast on that station every Saturday at 9 a.m. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.